0: Welcome to the WTJX newsfeed. In today's top stories, an act of alleged self-defense led to the death of one man on St. Croix. The election system of the Virgin Islands says candidates for the sixth Constitutional Convention of the Virgin Islands will be on the November 2024 ballots. Cannabis Advisory Board member Positive Nelson says that final rules have been implemented, but clarifying language is still needed by the legislature. These stories and more on today's WTJX News Feed.
1: From the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System Studios on St. Thomas, this is the WTJX News Feed with Marcelina Ventura-Douglas.
0: Welcome to the WTJX News Feed, bringing you the latest news and updates throughout our community. A St. Croix man was shot and killed in what the Virgin Islands Police Department described as a justifiable homicide late Friday evening. Commander for the Criminal Investigation Bureau, Lieutenant Naomi Joseph, has the details.
2: On December 1st, 2023, at about 10.22 p.m., we were notified first by shot sputter that shots were discharged in the Strawberry on the Lucas area, and then nine one 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 relayed over the radio that we had a shooting victim that was transported in a private vehicle, and then later on, when the officers arrived at the scene, we were notified that um, an individual was seeking help in a neighbor's property, and that individual then transported to the hospital via ambulance. Our investigation revealed that the deceased, who had been identified by his Mexican as Tejani Skeet, had a child with a female in the location and went to see his child. While there, he got into an argument with the child's mother and then he asked her friend who she was sitting in the car speaking to if he is a friend to somebody else and when the young man said yes he got even more enraged and opened the door and um, for the vehicle that the young man was sitting in and immediately attacked him with a knife stabbing him um, multiple times in the torso arm hands back and, and to his um, face, the glasses actually saved his eyes. And at that point, um, the young man who has a licensed firearm used it and discharged several shots, striking Mr. Skeet. And he was rushed into emergency surgery, but succumbed to his injuries. Um, so far, investigation has showed so us nothing more than this appears to be a justifiable
0: homicide. Earlier today, the Virgin Islands Police Department received a report of a potential threat at the Lockhart K-8 through school on St. Thomas. A caller called the 911 Emergency Call Center with information about a student allegedly carrying a loaded weapon on the school campus. In response, the Department of Education was immediately informed prompting the school to initiate a comprehensive lockdown procedure, while the Virgin Police Department conducted a thorough sweep of the campus. Subsequent to the VIPD safety inspection, school authorities received the all-clear signal confirming the absence of any threat on the campus. The school resumed normal school operations with assurance that all students, faculty, and staff were secure. Senior sitting Superior Court Judge Renee Gums Cardi denied a motion filed by the 34th legislature for an immediate stay of proceedings and one questioning her authority to preside over the lawsuit filed against them by former Senator Stephen Payne. Judge Gums Cardi responded with a two-page order threatening sanctions if the defendants questioned her authority again. The legislature's motions questioned the judge's authority, stating that her term was apparently expired. Superior court judges are appointed for six years and may continue in office for another 180 days after their term expires unless a successor is appointed sooner. The motion alleges that in the judge's case, she was confirmed by the legislature on June 3, 2016, and her term expired on June 3rd, 2022, before Payne was expelled by the Senate on July 20, 2022, and before he filed his suit. Judge Gums Cardi's successor, Judge Carol Thomas Jacobs, was confirmed on April 14th, more than six months past the expiration of the judge's initial term, which, under the 180 day extension, ended on November 30, 2022. In her response to the motions, Judge Gums Cardi wrote that the defendant is hereby placed on notice that any further attempt to violate Virgin Islands' rule of civil procedure with frivolous motions to harass, delay, distract from the nature of proceedings will result in a show causing hearing and appropriate sanctions. The legislature's motions came just one week after Judge Gumscardi set a March 14th bench trial date in the case. The act to establish the 6th Constitutional Convention of the Virgin Islands was signed into law by Governor Albert Bryan earlier this year in January. The convention will be responsible for either adopting a new constitution using the fifth constitutional draft or adapting the almost seven-decade-old Revised Organic Act as part of the territory's constitution. Deputy Supervisor of Election, Terrell Alexandre, says candidates wanting to seek election for the sixth constitutional convention will be on the ballot November 2024.
3: The official Sixth Constitutional Calendar will be published on Tuesday, December 12th. Um, beginning tomorrow, we'll start to publish the 2024 election calendar. Um, the only difference between the two calendars the calendar for the Sixth Constitutional Convention. will just strictly apply to dates that apply to the Constitutional Convention. They still follow the same filing deadlines. The filing deadline, the first day to pick up a nomination petition will be April 8th. Um the first date that you can file it will be May 14, 2024. 20, and the last day you could file it will be May twenty-first, twenty twenty four at six PM.
0: The makeup of the ballot will include fifteen candidates, seven from St. Croix, seven from St. Thomas, and one from Saint John. But there still needs some clarifying language from the legislature.
3: Currently the in Act eighty-six eighty-one states that there'll be no more than five candidates and a reference at at, at large candidate. Um, but in Act 8734, the 35th legislature removed the delegate, but it's still referencing a lower part. So they need to clarify that, that language, whether it be in a district, it will 7, or if you want to do the St. John, will be the at-large position. So that's the information we were, we we're waiting for.
0: Delegate to Congress Stacey Plaskett shared that the Federal Emergency Management Agency, awarded the Virgin Islands Department of Education a grant totaling just over $140 million for the Claudio Marco Elementary School on St. Croix and a grant in the amount of just over $300 million for the Adelita Cancrine Junior High School on St. Thomas. The funding will be used to demolish and replace both schools that were extensively damaged as a direct result of Hurricane Maria. The Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority announced the resignation of its chief financial officer, Jacob Lewis. The authority said Lewis will be leaving to pursue a new professional opportunity and will continue his duties until the end of the year to facilitate a smooth transition. The current director of accounting and comptroller, Ms. Lorraine Kelly, will step into the role of interim CFO. The authority shared that Ms. Kelly brings over 30 years of experience in finance and accounting management, including previous roles as CFO at Ash Incorporation and a partner at Tatum LLC. At today's Government House press briefing, WAPA's Director of Water Distribution for the St. Croix District, Don Gregoire, says the authority is still working on continued testing.
4: In regards to the information from EPA, we're still waiting on their final reports on the sequential testing. Um, Hopefully we should be receiving that in in a few days. And we are continually working with DPNR for continued testing. Uh, Hopefully we could finalize a plan by the end of this week for additional testing.
0: A reminder to eligible customers that from today until Thursday, December 7th, those customers who are unable to collect water vouchers from the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority can do so this week. The authority has extended business hours until 6 p.m. at the Sunny Isles Business Office. Visit cleanwaterusvi.com for eligibility or to pre-register. Also, Vitima Director Darrell Joshin says that additional FEMA staff have arrived in the territory to assist response efforts to the St. Croix potable water distribution system.
5: The FEMA IMAT team is on the ground here. We met with them last week. Additionally, today we had four planners arrive in the island. Uh, Two are being dedicated to VITEMA with the IMAT team and two being dedicated to WAPA. So additional resources to go forward along with EPA and well CDC and HHS.
0: The Office of the Bureau of Motor Vehicles on St. Croix will be closed until further notice due to a waterline breakage that is hampering the flow of business. Customers are encouraged to renew their registrations online and schedule appointments online by visiting the BMV website at bmv.vi.gov. You're listening to the WTJX Newsfeed. Questions have been raised about the implementation of rules and regulations by the Cannabis Advisory Board. Board member Positive Nelson says final rules have been implemented and released to the public for circulation but there still needs clarifying language by the legislature.
6: The issue is there's some legislative action that needs to take place because in the rewrite of the law, there were some oversight. I know one that stands out in my head quickly is, the, is is one where only medicinal patients can go in the restricted areas. That was relative to the previous law, that was the Medicinal Cannabis Patient Act. But since they changed that and upgraded that law uh, in the revision to include adult use. Apparently, they did not take out that section of the law. So the in order for the rules to be totally ap- applicable, there needs to be amendments to the law so that the rules and the law are in alignment. So the final rules are out. Uh, we had sent rules out for circulation, the proposed rules from the, from the board, Uh, have been out for circulation. We've gotten public input. We expect to start giving out some type of practitioners and qualified patients licenses in the early part of next year, perhaps in the end of January, early February.
0: Commenting on the increase of seeming impatience voiced by members of the community, Mr. Nelson says that rules and procedures need to properly be in place so that the territory does not experience disruption by the federal government.
6: People are growing impatient because as you know, there are many people have been waiting for this. There have been many advocates, myself included, who want to see adult use, adult recreational use and allowance for individuals to access growth and dispensaries of cannabis. So people have been very impatient, but the truth of the matter is, and all I have to do is watch an example in all places, that there is a process that has to take place. There are some things that have to be put in place prior to the rollout of this law. And uh, remember, we are still, even though here as a territory and here in the various states, there's some 34 states that have legalization, that they still have to do it in a very disciplined way so that they, they do not offend because the federal government still has this as an illegal commodity. And what the federal government does allow, however, and does tolerate is that so long as it is, has labeling, so long as you have proper controls in place, the federal government will not come in and pretty much disrupt a state's or territory's programs, but we have to abide by certain guidelines that they do have.
0: On St. Thomas, Akhoi Smith and Shakari Francis were sentenced by Chief District Judge Robert Malloy to 20 months incarceration on their convictions of possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. According to court documents, on January 11th of this year, Customs and Border Protection officers observed Francis, a former Cape Air employee, on airport surveillance camera entering the men's bathroom in the departure terminal. Officers approached Francis, who admitted that he was paid $2,000 to deliver two bricks of cocaine to Smith in the restroom. Officers later established a passenger screening station at the Spirit Airlines departure gate at the Cyril King Airport. As officers approached Smith, he ran onto the active runway in attempts to escape, but was immediately apprehended. Smith was found in possession of a red backpack containing the two bricks of cocaine. This week, the Department of Health is hosting its second annual HIV Equity Summit. Director of the Communicable Disease Division, Jason Henry, says the summit is not only about sharing information, but teaching healthcare providers how to interact with patients who are HIV positive.
3: We are excited. I was HIV Equity Summit is the second summit in the territory. Last year was this in Correa. This year is this in St. Thomas at the West End. December 7th and 8th. And we have a lot of great panelists and speakers to speak about one, the experience living with HIV, the experience as clients. And we have some healthcare professionals, um, some collaborators from the mainland, which is AIDS Education Training Center out of New York and PCDC, that we are going to provide in training to our healthcare providers how to, for providers to, how to interact with their patients with HIV positive, how to interact with their non-HIV positive clients I'm talking about sex. And healthcare providers, we are offering free continuing education credits. So it's a great opportunity to come hear information and also get your continuing education credits.
0: On December 14, the Virgin Islands Energy Office is hosting its second annual Holiday Solar Light Event and EV Ride Along and Expo. Director Kyle Fleming said the event is aimed at promoting sustainable transportation and advancing the adoption of renewable energy and electric vehicles within our community.
1: Last year, we utilized one of our federally funded solar trailers to uh, put out a you know a really nice uh, holiday lighting, uh, an inflatable display in front of our office uh, where we also had uh, a number of our uh, electric vehicles there on display as well. This year for the second iteration, we wanted to expand not just the scope, but also the kind of reach of the event. Uh, And so we've moved it from our office parking area to the Leatherback Brewing Company, where we can utilize a much larger field to not just uh, showcase a renewably powered uh, holiday light display, but also allow for uh, electric vehicle ride along. So extending beyond just the Walk through and kind of showing the vehicle. We actually want people to get more of a tangible experience of what a driving experience is like in an electric vehicle. Uh, And we not only have our light-duty passenger vehicles, like our Nissan Lees and Tesla Model Ys and 3s, uh, but we also have one of the recent additions to the GVI fleet in a fully electric Ford Transit van. So these are the the 10-person taxi vans that are common across the Virgin Islands. Uh, We have a fully electrified version of that. Uh, that we're also going to have and and allow for uh, the community to come out and and ride along and actually get the driving experience of the transportation electrification movement that uh, the Energy Office has been uh, instrumental behind driving here in the territory.
0: At today's press briefing, Government House Director of Communications Richard Mota shared the details of the governor's children's Christmas parties being held across the territory.
4: The festivities scheduled are as followed. St. John, Friday, December 15th at the Franklin A. Powell Senior Park from 4 to 6 p.m. on St. Croix. The parties will be held on Saturday, December 16th at Government House in Christiansted, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And on St. Thomas on Monday, December 18th at Haven Site Mall from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, There will be gifts and giveaways, various toys and giveaways will be available for children ages newborn to 12 years old. These gifts are on a first-come, first-served basis while supplies last. Children must be present at the event to receive a gift or a giveaway. The Governor's Children's Christmas Party is a cherished tradition to spread cheer and warmth during the holiday season.
0: You are listening to the WTJX News Feed. Registration is now open for the St. Croix Career and Technical Education Center's post-secondary education courses for the spring 2024 semester. Registration dates are December 4th through the 21st, with late registration from January 8th through the 18th of 2024. There is a $250 registration fee, and classes begin January 16th, 2024, and end on May 24th. Courses offered at the Career and Technical Education Center include child development associate credentials, commercial banking, cake decorating, cosmetology, Microsoft 365 fundamentals, phlebotomy, licensed practical nurse, clothing construction, and HVAC R Level 1. Contact the CTEC office at 340-778-2216 to inquire about the cost for tuition for individual courses. The St. Croix Public School District shared the end of semester dates for all public schools in the district. December 20th will serve as a makeup date for lost instructional time, as well as report card distributions. Final exams for grades 9 through 12 will be administered December 13th through the 14th, and final exams for grades 7 through 8 will be administered December 14th through the 15th. In more community updates, Jamal Nielsen, Media Relations Coordinator, for the Department of Planning and Natural Resources, tells us about the open dates for the St. Croix Archery Field.
1: DPNR is pleased to announce the schedule for the St. Croix Archery Field. On Saturdays and Sundays in Estate LaGrange, archery will be available to the public from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Sundays are for beginners, Saturdays are for those with advanced skilled levels and those who have their own personal equipment. So that's Saturdays and Sundays at the Isaac Gatewood James Park and Archery Field in Estate LaGrange. All other interested groups, clubs, schools, and teams can contact Dr. William Coles at the Division of Fish and Wildlife at 773-1082, extension 2277. There is no fee associated, so we encourage all to come on out and enjoy Archery in Frederickstead.
0: The Clifton Hill Connector Road on St. Croix will be closed December 6th through the 8th. The Department of Public Works is scheduled to begin paving from the Clifton Hill intersection to 600 feet south of the Lorraine intersection. As we continue in the news feed, we turn now to our regional report. Yesterday, Venezuelans approved a referendum called by the government of President Nicolas Maduro to claim sovereignty over an oil and mineral-rich area of neighboring Guyana, it argues, was stolen when the border was drawn more than a century ago. In reporting from the AP News, the National Electoral Council claimed to have counted more than 10.5 million votes even though few voters could be seen at the polling sites throughout the voting period for the five-question referendum. The council, however, did not explain whether the number of votes was equivalent to each voter or if it was the sum of each individual answer. The International Court of Justice on Friday ordered Venezuela not to take any action that would alter Guyana's control over Esquibo, but the judges did not specifically ban officials from carrying out Sunday's five-day question referendum. Guyana had asked the court to order Venezuela to halt parts of the vote. It remains unclear how President Maduro will enforce the results of the vote, but Guyana considers the referendum a step toward annexation, and the vote has its residents on edge. After the vote, Guyana's president, Mohamed Irfan Ali, told the citizens of Guyana his government is working continuously to ensure the country's borders and said people have nothing to fear over the next number of hours, days, and months ahead. He called for Venezuela to allow the rule of law to work and to determine the outcome of this controversy. In our final update on the news feed, Virgin Islanders can anticipate much-needed breeze and clear skies. Meteorologist Eric Weglars has the territory's weather forecast.
5: Here's the latest look at your short term forecast for the Virgin Islands. I'm meteorologist Eric Kweglars. It's mostly sunny area wide this afternoon. There's the chance for a scattered shower near sunset at St. Croix. Temperatures there will reach the middle 80s. Winds from the east southeast at 15 to 20, with gusts as high as 25. At St. Thomas and St. John, similar story as showers possible at sunset. Temperatures will hold in the middle 80s. Winds from the southeast at 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight features lingering clouds and scattered showers to mostly clear sky. Skies overnight. Area wide, temperatures will fall back into the upper 70s to near 80 at St. Croix. Winds from the east at 15 to 20, gusts as high as 25. At St. Thomas and St. John, lows will also fall back into the upper 70s. Winds a bit stronger from the east at 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tuesday features a mainly sunny day area-wide. At St. Croix, temperatures will reach the middle 80s with winds from the east at 15 to 20. And at St. Thomas and St. John, any lingering showers overnight will give way to bright sunshine. Temperatures also reach the middle 80s. Winds from the east at 15 to 20. gusts a bit stronger in the upper 20s to near 30. That's the latest look at your short-term forecast. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars.
0: We are at the end of today's WTGX newsfeed. I'm Marcelina Ventura-Douglas. Join me every weekday at 5 p.m. If you haven't already, be sure to download the WTJX app. And if you missed a part of our news, you can listen to it on demand wherever you get your podcasts.